You're now listening to the Co-op Podcast on thecoalition.com. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 267 of the Co-op Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Billy Jr., and today I'm joined by Mr. Gary A. Swaby. How's it going, Gary? It's going good, thanks. How you doing, Rich? Doing pretty good. Um, I just wanted to take a minute to shout out Facebook, which is why I'm wearing my shirt right now. You know, for those that are having account issues, I hope that you definitely get it resolved. There's no sensitive uh, information that was mishandled, but Facebook has got to do better, you know, with their security, everything. So I don't really use Facebook that much anymore, so it doesn't impact me. But for those impacted, I hope that nothing that you wanted to get out there is out there. So hopefully it gets fixed. Yeah, I want to let everyone know who's listening as well. Like, just because he's wearing a Facebook shirt, your your data is safe here on the co-op. We're we're not stealing any, <laughs> any of your data, so so don't worry about it. Absolutely, absolutely, yes, agreed. So, um, there's been a lot of activity this week in terms of gaming news. I mean, we we we've seen it. Quite a bit of topics to talk about today, but uh, of course, before we get into any of that, we're going to talk about what we have been playing, as we always do. So, Gary, how about you start us off and let us know what you've been playing? Oh, this is going to be very quick because I haven't, <laughs> I haven't really played anything at all besides, like, I played Overwatch, but even with Overwatch, I didn't play it that much this week. So, that shows you I have little time for for anything. Um, but I do really want to get back into Dragon Quest. Um, I mean, I played Dragon Quest for like maybe like 20 minutes um, and, you know, I got to the next town uh, that I'm supposed to go to, but I haven't really gone further with the storyline yet. So not too much new to report there. So, yeah, I mean, not much gaming this week from me, unfortunately. Uh Oh, well, totally understand that. I know there may be some people watching that might not understand that they have to understand, you know, As you get older, you have more responsibilities, you know, gaming, you can always make time for gaming to some degree, but not as much time because, I mean, you still have bills to pay, you still have things to take care of. So hopefully there are some people that understand that, you know, I know some of the other people may not. We do have one person that is an Xbox fan fanatic that won't understand this, but uh, that's on him. (laughs) Um, But yeah, totally understand that. But I do hope that you are planning to make time to play some stuff that's coming out in October because October is a huge month for releases. So if you miss out on anything coming that month, man, you're going to make a lot of people angry, Gary. Oh, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm already <laughs> starting to get backed up because I haven't played Spider-Man yet. And then, you know, you got Assassin's Creed coming next week and then Red Dead's coming. You know, all, all this stuff is coming out. And, you know, I'm, I'm still struggling to play Dragon Quest. So, yeah, I mean... It's, it's going to be tough, but I'll try. I'll try my best. But Absolutely. life, you know, life life gets in the way sometimes and when you get older. So. Absolutely. And in the game of life, uh, you know, this is this is an ongoing thing here, you know. So 
gotta, gotta definitely monitor that every every single day. But uh, so as for what I've been playing, I've only really been playing one game this entire week. Uh, that game is Forza Horizon Four. Uh, I will have a review for Forza Horizon Four. I want to say early next week. I only just started playing the game uh, when the embargo lifted because there was an embargo that lifted uh, on the 25th. So you'll see there's quite a, a number of outlets that have already reviewed the game. Uh, I didn't really receive my review copy until that time. So obviously, review is coming a lot later. But I will say this about Forza Horizon uh, 4. Um, if you didn't get a chance to play Forza Horizon 3, if you did get a chance to see my review, I, I made the comments that I personally felt at that time, Forza Horizon 3, that was without a doubt the best racing game so far as generation. I think now I have to change that statement and say Forza Horizon 4, hands down, I think that I think that pretty much is the top tier game right now. Because, I mean, there's so many great things about Forza Horizon 3 that they took. But the one issue that I had with Forza Horizon 3 is that I didn't really get a sense of the dynamic weather, of the fact of them having other aspects in which you can race. All of that has been corrected because, of course, Seasons is the focus of Forza Horizon 4. You know, you, you, you could do something whereas, you know, you're racing in snow, driving in rain, you know, during the spring, during the summertime, during the winter, the fall. All that stuff is in the game. In the way that they handle it, it's very, very well done. Uh, pretty much everything that you loved about Forza Horizon 3, something as simple as using the drone, uh, you know, hitting all of the different, uh, you know, the different areas on the map, such as, you know, where they have the boards that you can get hit for influence points. Uh, the barns, where you find the old vehicles and then you are able to you know, refurbish them and, you know, actually drive them around. Uh, all of that stuff is still in this game. They do have some story stuff as well, because I'm actually, I actually just completed a story, you know, story-based uh, mission where I'm basically doing stuff as a stunt driver. So they have me doing jumps, so on and so forth, all throughout different parts of uh, the UK. So there's just a lot to really love about this game, especially if you're a racing game fan, you know, so... Uh, as I said, I will have a lot more to say on this early next week. I've only spent, I want to say, looking at this meter back here, only about maybe 10 hours. So I've only really scratched the surface. You know, I haven't really collected everything that I need to collect. It, it, this is a game that's going to take a while to, to get through. So, but I'll definitely have something to say by early next week. But I, I can tell you right now, if you are a Forza fan, um... You have an Xbox One, you already know this should have been a game that you purchased immediately. And for those that, if you can't afford to get the Ultimate Edition, which is out today, the actual base game will be out on Tuesday for, on Game Pass. So if you have a Game Pass subscription, you can just download it and there you go. But excellent racing game. Uh, and I would once again say... Yeah, I think this is the best racing game that I've played so far this generation. I did get a chance to play Gran Turismo. Uh, at the time when that came out, I thought the game was, was okay, but there was a lot of issues. It was missing a lot of content, and then they had the online-only feature implemented for a lot of their stuff. Uh, since then, you know, the, the devs, 
what I have noticed this generation with pretty much every game, devs continue to add more content and more stuff to these games. So it's like even though you can review a game at a at a particular time, that game might be totally different uh, a month, a couple of months, or maybe a year later because devs might be continuing to add content to that. So in the case of this game, there's already a ton of content in it, and they're still going to be adding more content to it over time. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Playground Games does next. But uh, hands I'm down, if you, if you oh, oh, go ahead. Um, so like after playing it, do you feel like you have like more of an understanding of like UK, the you know how the <laughs> structure and stuff? Uh, I, you know, I don't think I have a full understanding of the UK. What I can say is, UK looks fantastic. It's very beautiful. The the graphics in this game are absolutely insane. You know, and I am playing on the Xbox One X. Uh, so if you do have a 4K TV, it looks even better. I unfortunately don't have a 4K TV, but I, I can tell a difference because I have seen it. I did I did get a chance to bring this over a friend's house, and I did see the difference of how it looks on a 4K TV. But the game looks fantastic no, no matter what. But to answer your question, uh, it does make me want to visit the UK and explore the UK a lot more because they do have different areas that you can also just go like... They do have an instance where you can drive around the UK and then they have these places called beauty shots, which I guess are of monuments that are actually located throughout the UK that you can actually visit. Um, and all, and that's just simply you, you go there, you stop there, you see your player will be standing outside in the area looking around. That's it. Um, but little stuff like that, like it, it is a, about ex, uh, exploration to an extent. Because you're able to drive around the city, find different roads that you can drive down, so on and so forth. So I will, at the, at the very least, say the game makes me interested to want to go to the UK to see how realistic is everything is compared to what they actually put in the game. But um, the game is a lot of fun. The music is fantastic also. The soundtrack on all those radio stations, man, it's, it's is literally... It a, uh, is it a lot of British music? I haven't heard really any British music. I've heard uh, bass, some hip hop, uh, classical music, um, pretty much all, all types of music. You know, I haven't listened to every station yet, so there might be some more music that you would hear, uh, you know, in that particular territory. But for right now, it's just like uh, everything I've heard, though, is, is fantastic. Um, and like I said, this is a game where literally you will be playing. And if you're someone like me who likes to collect a lot of stuff, because I like playing games where you're exploring a place and you have to get all the collectibles, this is a perfect game for that type of person because you'll literally go around the city. You'll see, oh, a new race is available. Let me go here. Uh, you know, there's a new place to explore. Let me go here. You can do that. For, and, you know, you can do that for hours and hours on end. So the game is very great. I'm, I'm having a hard time putting it down. But I absolutely, definitely am going to spend more time with it, and I will definitely talk about it more in a detailed review early next week. Uh, I don't really know exactly if I'm going to have the review done in time for launch because the game comes out on Tuesday, but I will absolutely try to at the very least so people will know what the deal is. But um, again, if you're a racing fan, you have an Xbox One X or, or just a regular Xbox One, you already know what this game is about. I, I would go pick this up immediately because it's going to keep you busy for a while. 
Uh, if you do have Game Pass and you and you want other stuff to play besides this, you know, Halo Master Chief Master Chief Collection is also on there now too. So you do have some options. Um, but this game is definitely worth checking out, and I think Playground Games did a fantastic job. And I can't wait to see what they're working on next. I know there was talk of them working on a Fable game. I don't know if that's accurate or not because they haven't confirmed any information. But whenever they reveal what they're working on, I just can't wait to see what it is because I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. But um, yes, Forza Horizon 4, I give it two thumbs up. Check it out and stay tuned for my review next week. So uh, that was good. It, any other questions about Forza? Uh, no, nah, I'll, I'll leave it there. I'll ask you more exactly. later. But I am going to ask you. I'm going to put you on the spot now. Are you Are you planning to get this on Windows 10? If uh, you know, maybe it might be too expensive at the moment. But uh, when there is a sale, will you consider picking this up? Yeah, I might, I might actually get it. Like you know, maybe uh, maybe later on, like once I play everything else, um, like you know, once I play all the big games. Like Red Dead and Assassin's Creed and Spider-Man, you know, maybe I'll pick this up and give it a go. Oh yeah, I forgot about Spider-Man. Yeah, you have a lot to. There's quite a bit of games to get into. Uh, oh yeah, one last thing I did want to say, and I and I did actually get the platinum in Spider-Man as well this week. You know, it, it's it's uh, if I can give any advice to anybody that wants to get that platinum, I, I would I would strongly recommend that when you do those Taskmaster missions. You definitely try to get silver or gold. Don't try to put in the bare minimum effort because you will be, if you do that, then you will have to go back and play play through it again. Now, most of those missions, I did get silver and gold, but there was some where towards, I got close to the end of the game, I just wanted to get through it. So, but yeah, if you have the mindset to get silver and gold for every single mission that you do with the Taskmaster Challenge, then you'll definitely unlock all the stuff you need to unlock and you'll be able to get that platinum in no time. So, great, great, great game. Very much looking forward to the DLC dropping next month. So, yeah, uh, shouts to uh, Alicia Knight because she she told me that uh, she got that platinum too. So, oh, uh, a lot, okay. it seems like uh, I guess a lot of people are going for that platinum. And I will say one thing: um, I think I have like three, maybe four platinums, and uh, two of the infamous games are. Are those platinums? So, uh, mm. yeah, they're, they're, like their games are quite fun to to get the platinum rank in usually. So, I I, I agree with that a hundred percent. I I also have the platinum in Infamous Second Son. That was I think probably the second or third platinum that I got. Um, so yeah, that's a sucker punch. The sucker punch. Yeah, but, sucker punch. Wait, uh, Insomniac did one of the other ones, though, right? Oh no, Insomniac did Ratchet and Clank and um. Oh, I get the Sunset Overdrive. Oh yeah, I, I know, I know, because a lot of people, when they heard that the Spider-Man game was getting made, they wanted Sucker Punch. They thought Sucker Punch was going to be who was working on it, but you know, Sucker Punch is working on uh, Ghost of Tsushima, which, uh, in my opinion, that was the best looking game that I saw at, you know, at PlayStation Conference back at E3. You know, no offense to Last of Us. Last of Us, the two look great. But uh, this game, in my opinion, because it looks like something different and because it's being made by Sucker Punch, I, I think that game, I'm more interested in that uh, than Last of Us Part 2. But uh, 
We'll see. I'm pretty sure some people are going to be mad and they're going to leave some nasty comments because I said that, but that's just my opinion. Remember that it's my opinion, okay? So everybody's entitled to an opinion. <laughs> yes, but uh, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump right into the topics because uh, we do have a couple of things to get into. Uh, some of these conversations might get a little controversial, so uh, I hope everybody is ready. <laughs> so first and foremost, we want to provide an update to the story that we spoke about last week on the co-op regarding Telltale Games. Uh, obviously, when we recorded the show last Friday, that was when the news had came out that Telltale was shutting down, and the story has been had been has been updating consistently over the last couple of days, based on different aspects of what's going on with the actual studio. Now, I do have something I want to address with Telltale, but before we get to that, let's get to the latest of what happened with Telltale, and that is that we found out news about a former employee that is currently trying to sue Telltale for breaking labor laws. So, uh, Gary, uh, you actually have the story that you're looking at right now. Can you provide us some more details on what's going on between this employee and Telltale? Yeah, so basically, uh, you know, um, the 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 employee is suing um you know telltale because they breached you know the laws which state that you know uh, uh an employee must be given prior notice before you know their their contract is terminated before they're let go um and you know they must have at least 60 days advance notice or the company will face financial penalties so basically, I guess, you know, uh, one of the educated employees who knew the law, they decided to, to you know, put out this lawsuit on them. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised, actually, if there were a lot of legal firms out there that reached out to the employees to initiate this in the first place, because, you know, they know the laws and they, you know, this was a, a highly publicized layoff, you know, um, so... Yeah, I think, you know, it, it, this was probably inevitable. It was probably going to happen. And I support the employees as well, because you should be given notice. Like, because, you know, people have families, they have lives, you know, they're dependent, they're very dependent on, you know, their, their employment and their money, you know, and their finances. So they definitely should be given notice so that they can start to structure their finances before they have to leave and everything. So... I support, you know, any, any of these employees that want to, you know, uh, put a lawsuit out against Telltale. I, I support them in this because it's, it's only right, you know. So what do you think? Well, I, I agree 100 percent that the employees is, is right in this in this instance. Um, it's a very horrible situation the way everything was handled with Telltale. Uh, I actually had read another story Um that was actually written by Brian Crescente for Variety, in which he said that AMC and Smilegate, which is a, uh, I believe that that's a Korean company, they both were in talks to provide funding to Telltale. And when they both declined, this happened last Thursday, they were in talks to actually have a deal done with AMC, you know, The Walking Dead, etc. And this other company, Smilegate. Uh, both of the companies declined on Thursday. The day after that is when Telltale shut down. So obviously it's a very quick turnaround time for this particular news because as the story stated, everybody who was who knew about this deal that was going on, they were led to believe it was a done deal. So 
it definitely had to be devastating to get this news all of a sudden that the deal is off and you are no longer going to be working working here. That that's very very devastating. Uh, one thing I will say to just to keep it honest and to be as transparent as possible. I mean, I I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a developer. I have appreciation for the work that they do, even though I can fully never understand the amount of blood, sweat, and tears they put into these projects. But I can say that as a contractor, I have been on many jobs in the past where you are told the contract is going to end at a certain point in time, and then it ends up ending before the time that is supposed to end. So I've been through that situation many a, a lot, and it's it's not a good situation. You know, obviously you always try to plan for certain things. You know, you save up a certain amount of money, but you can never really determine how things are going to go. So I do feel bad for the employee, and I do side with them in this particular instance. Um, but you know. I do know one thing about lawsuits, it costs a ton of money, you know, even if you're hiring a lawyer. So, you know, the employee that's going through all of this, I hope they do win, but that's a hell of an investment to have to spend all this money trying to, you know, prove that Telltale was wrong and get this money from them. So I, I don't I don't know how that's going to turn out for them or Telltale, because I also don't believe that Telltale even has the money right now to really pay anybody. But um I just hope that the situation eventually they come to some type of resolution for all of this. Um, there is something else that I did want to mention to you as well, Gary, because I'm curious what your opinion is on this. I do know that after this news happened regarding this, the studio shutting down, and this actually happened a couple of days later. I think it happened over the weekend or maybe it was on Monday. We There was a tweet that Telltale sent out saying that they confirmed that episode two of The Walking Dead was still released, and it did come out on the 25th of September. But they said regarding episode three and four, we have been in talks with other partners that want to see it get done, and we will provide an update on this in due time. Now, one debate that I did see building after that tweet was a lot of people saying, well, hold on, you need to worry about paying the employees first. And there was also another another uh majority of people who said wait a second i want I, I want them to finish uh walking dead because a lot of people picked up the season pass so technically they've already paid for an entire season in three episode three and four no one knows what's going to happen with that yet so i wanted to ask you gary where do you fall in this particular debate do you side with the fact that yes they 100 percent should be paying the employees before they worry about finishing the season or do you think they have an obligation to the customers to get the season done still regardless of what's going on with that with that with that situation yeah this is why this situation is so like it's super messy uh because yeah i mean you you have you know hundreds of thousands maybe or you know maybe a bit less than that of people that um bought this game and you know uh they they expected to get a full season you know um now you either you, you either have to refund them or you have to give them the content that they paid for otherwise it's completely not fair you know um and at that point you you might even get lawsuits from customers you know eventually um but but you know i mean the, the people making the game definitely deserve to be compensated so i i kind of side with them the most because they're putting in the hard labor you know for us to enjoy um 
So I, I think they deserve to be, you know, compensated for their time the most, you know, just because, you know, they, I, I've heard the stories that they were doing lots of overtime hours and, you know, they weren't really making the money they should be making for working all those hours and stuff. So those people definitely deserve to be paid, you know, and consumers, I mean, you know, you've got two episodes and I, I know it's not what you expected and everything, but you can look at it as a donation I guess for those people who who did work hard to produce those two episodes um, but you know the, the, I think those people definitely deserve to be compensated to, to some capacity especially given how you know this situation unfolded and, and with them being let go without no notice so yeah they, they, they definitely deserve to, to be paid first and foremost Where do you fall on it? Uh oh. We having uh, technical difficulties here. I think uh I think Rich might have frozen. Uh let's see if he comes back. But yeah, I I definitely feel like um the, the staff, the, the employees at, at Telltale definitely, you know, they, they deserve to be paid, you know, uh, first and foremost before, you know, before refunds or anything like that are issued to customers. And this is just a testament to, to how irresponsible the, uh, you know, the management and the CEOs and, and everyone running that company were because it's like, how do you let it get to this point where you can't even like, give your employees notice that you're you're closing down like you know it's it's a little crazy to be honest like they definitely mismanaged that company you know um and i think it's quite sad and it's, it, this is something that that happens a lot in gaming it happens more so than in a lot of other heavily publicized industries i think uh, you always see and hear about studios closing down and you know that's it's a really sad thing that you know we we experience that in in the gaming industry um especially when these games appear to make so much money i mean uh, of course we don't know the work that goes in behind it and the money it takes to develop you know these these high scale games and stuff but we just assume that you know these companies are making a lot of money because you know the the games are so expensive but i don't know i mean I guess it really does depend on the, the practices of the studio and everything like that. All right, we got Richard back now. You good, Richard? So let me go ahead and say this right now. I apologize to everybody watching live. For some reason, my Windows laptop just decided to just shut down and say, wait a second, we're experiencing an issue. And then I had to wait for the bar to finish because it was counting down. I don't know what the hell is up with Windows. You know, I'm not really a Windows person, but I don't have my iMac anymore. So this is what I'm using. So Microsoft, please get your shit together. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we, we, should, we should be happy that these issues don't happen on Xbox, you know? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see about that. Uh, so my apologies to everybody. Hopefully there will be no more issues uh, moving forward for the rest of this show. Um, but yeah, uh, 
I'm just going to make a quick comment because I'm sure I, I heard what you had to say. I, I, if I missed some stuff that you said, I, I'll, I'll be sure to listen to it later. I just was going to say in regards to Telltale to wrap up this topic, um, I definitely side with the employees. I think that they should get the severance that they deserve. Uh, I know as customers, you know, a lot of us, if we spent money on a season, such as with The Walking Dead, you know, I was one of the people that did purchase the whole season. So to not get three and four, uh, it, it, it would be unfortunate. But again, I would never put that above people's well-being. You know, hopefully they're able to recover. Uh, I mean, to me, the story with Telltale is a story that's been happening for the longest time. We already know that there's a lot of gaming companies that get shut down or they have financial hardships. This happens all the time in the industry. Uh, one of the main reasons why I personally would never pursue a job in this industry is because I am afraid of it being stable. You know, I, I hear so many times people that I know who work in this industry where they're always going from job to job or you work on a game for a certain amount of time and you know that it's over after that you're looking for work again. So I, I think knowing that you got to understand the situation. But with this here, knowing that they, they didn't have no notice in advance of anything, it's like they knew day and day. Oh, oh, it's over and you will not be getting any severance pay. That's a horrible situation. So um, hopefully they are the ones that do get uh, taken care of. But what people should remember in all of this is that I'm pretty sure Telltale doesn't have any money right now. So how are they going to be able to pay for these people if they can't, if they have no money, period? I mean, I would think that if you get somebody who is a partner to come in and do episode three and four, Nine times out of ten, I don't know if Telltale is going to be responsible for that. I don't know if that person is going to cut them a check. I mean, we don't know how any of this other stuff is going to be handled because, from my understanding, I'm pretty sure that anyone that does come in, they're probably going to be the ones that are going to be working on this, whatever studio decides to, to, to jump in and, and do this. I don't know if Telltale is going to hire back the people who were with the studio to finish off this, this stuff. I mean, no one knows any of that information yet, so... We have to see how that is handled, but I definitely think that the employees should be the number one priority because if it wasn't for them working on this stuff, you wouldn't see this stuff. But one thing I will say in regards to Telltale, I know they actually, a couple of weeks when they released, it, back in August, when they released the, the first episode of Walking Dead, sometime after that, they released a schedule of when you would get episode two, three, and four. And I did notice that there was a month in between three, if, you know, in between two and three. So I think that's a ridiculous schedule to work on with this game. I, 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 any studio taking note, if you're going to do the episodic content, maybe you should actually finish the game in full or finish it to an extent where there's not that much work left to do. Because I'm thinking in my mind, if you're giving these people a month to finish three and four, that's a ridiculous schedule, man. I mean, that's that's a lot of overtime. And again, we don't know how much was done. Obviously, character models were already done to a certain extent, but all the animation, all that other stuff, it, it takes time to do all of that. So I think that's a very unre unrealistic schedule they had because initially, had episode three and four actually still came out, this would have been in coming out in November and December. 
you know, and after you had episode one and two in August and September, that leaves, I mean, you know, in, in August and September, yeah, that leaves October wide open. So I just think that's a bad situation um, all, all around in a really bad work schedule because people would have definitely been crunching at the last minute to get this stuff done. So um, hopefully moving forward, any studio that decides to do episodic content, they will have a better schedule in place. You will not overwork your employees. Um, but I just hope again, the people who were working on this game, that they eventually get their, their, what's, what's, what's coming to them. You know, obviously they'll have other job opportunities, but they still do deserve to get something from this, you know, no severance. That I think that's a load of BS, but, um, that's just my personal opinion on it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And also, um, I saw that, that one dude who, uh, on, on Twitter, I think it was where he said, uh, you know um they they could just hire like one or two people because like you have you have people on like pc like these bedroom developers that you know make a whole game or a whole game mod or something like you know all by themselves and everything um like i mean that while there is a lot of truth to that you know you, you do get these bedroom developers who can like they go ham like they they can make a whole game and and stuff like that like on their own but i will say like this is you know you you can't always you can't compare everything because it's like it's all about the procedure and with the telltale games it's like they have a, a specific procedure that they follow i'm sure like i'm sure they have like a set procedure that they work with and they probably allocate different work to different teams and stuff like that to to make the process more smooth so um you can't you know you can't just apply that logic to this you know because they i mean maybe they started as a smaller studio but now they've grown and you know they've 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 set their own formula on how they do things so to to just say that they should just hire two developers to finish it you know that might be a lot of work for just those two developers because of how they've you know um set about the business and stuff so uh, i i don't think it's appropriate to say that you know it's or you know because because when you make comments like that you're applying that the work is easy also and that it doesn't require all those people and it probably does you know so um it's probably not fair to make that statement even though there are developers out there who solo or you know duo a game together but it's not fair to say that about this because we don't know their procedure so i agree 100 percent. yeah we don't so um again definitely want to wish the employees well that were affected by this uh it is a horrible situation to know that a job is ending but then to not know in advance and then of course the bills are still coming in so you know, I know how that situation is, so I hope that they're able to recover. Um, and in regards to Telltale, hopefully they are able to do what's right. And once they do get some money, they are able to provide severance to these people. But that's to be determined. Uh, in the meantime, uh, just have to see what what, what 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 comes next from all of this. But uh, bad situation. I'm pretty sure maybe there will be another update that we'll have in time for next week's show who knows but uh again just wish wishing well to everybody impacted and um we'll see what 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 happens next so uh any other thoughts before we move on to uh the next topic 
No, that's it. Okay, so this is another quick topic to get into. Uh, I think this is pretty much some some big news. Uh, we did receive some information this week regarding Microsoft. I know that they had their uh, Xbox show that they normally have inside Xbox. Uh, Phil Spencer did announce two things. First, he announced mouse and keyboard support is finally coming to the Xbox One. That's great. But then he also announced that the XO event is coming back November. Uh, the, the date is November 10th. And he said that at this conference, it's going to be taking place in Mexico. But at this little conference slash live stream, because it's going to be a live stream that anybody can watch. They're going to have both first party and third party studios there to show stuff. So in a way, this is like another bonus show for Microsoft because, of course, they had their E3 conference. Uh, you know, they had that conference back in June. They had a Gamescom show, like a little stream that they had. So I, I my assumption is that this is going to be very similar, but there may be some major announcements at this particular show. I, I know rare was actually announced as a acquisition by microsoft at this show in the past uh so first and foremost i wanted to get your opinions gary on um the exo event whether or not you think microsoft is going to announce something some big things at this event or do you think that this is an event that nobody should really expect any major things to be taught uh spoken about at yeah I think Microsoft are in a place now where they can start to roll out announcements now and start to talk about the future more because, you know, they're, they're starting to get themselves together and get more secure. They're starting to, you know, they, they bought studios. So they have studios at the ready working on new games and experiences. Uh, they've probably bought new studios behind the scenes that we don't even know about yet. So maybe they could talk about, you know, new new studios that they've bought um so yeah I, I think there's a lot they can really talk about uh about the future and um i mean i'm gonna have a lot more to say on this when we get to later topics as well but um yeah i mean given how things are playing out i think my microsoft they're in a good position i mean I, i'm i'm gonna stick to my my uh you know my previous statements and say they they don't really have that much this year uh, I mean, Forza, you know, looks great. And, you know, um, but I don't feel like they have that much to offer this this fall in particular. But if you look at next year and beyond, I feel like they there's a lot of potential there for Microsoft. So um, I, I think that they're going to use this as an opportunity to let us know that, you know, uh, they are making a huge effort to bring more content to Xbox. I agree. Um, I the, the, my thing is this: it, for when I saw the Gamescom show, to me, I think the biggest announcement at that show was them announcing that Master Chief Halo Collection is coming to Game Pass. I think that, without a doubt, was the biggest thing that they announced. They showed a lot of controllers in a lot of bundles, so on and so forth. So you give people options, but in my personal opinion, I think announcing that game it what was what was really good thing with this particular show. I know Microsoft has already said in the past that they are going to talk about more studios that they are going to acquire. They're going to continue to acquire studios, even though they it was very impressive what they spoke about at E3. Uh, just knowing that this information now, this makes me think that this show could be a big deal. I mean, I, I, I mean, I have no idea yet. 
Uh, in regards to what they released this year, Sea of Thieves, State of Decay 2, and um, of course, Forza. As I said, Forza Horizon is fantastic. Uh, we know coming early next year, we have Crackdown. So I'm pretty sure maybe they'll show or, you know, show, show something or talk about that to some extent on this particular show. Um, you can talk a little bit more about Gears 5. Maybe they'll have another teaser for Halo. Um, but I but I do think that they're definitely going to announce something at this show because this is an opportunity. I, I think when, we, as you said, we get into this other stuff later regarding PSX. Um I do think that now a lot of attention will be on Microsoft with this particular show. It's in November, right before Thanksgiving. So they have an opportunity. I mean, I, I think, honestly, I think Phil Spencer, they were going to treat this as just a regular show, whatever. But after today's news, I'm pretty sure they're like, well, you know, we need to throw in a little something extra. So I will not be surprised if we see a couple of surprises um, in this particular show right now. But, uh, I do think this is this is good for Microsoft. You know, I know people have been asking for the longest time. Once they knew that Sony was having shows like PSX, so on and so forth, they were asking, when is Microsoft going to have some type of a event for fans? Uh, and this event could be that. It could be successful. So um, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing whatever they announce. But the fact that he did say third party and first party studios will be there and they will have something to show makes me think okay this 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 could be a good show but we'll see what happens um because again there's a lot of stuff that i've already seen we've already seen uh crackdown we've already seen some of this the halo teaser we've seen some of gears so i would hope that it's going to be some new stuff shown here you know not more of the same but uh we'll see they definitely have an opportunity so i'm looking forward to, to seeing what they have to show us indeed and um, let, like uh, I want to touch on the mouse and keyboard thing real yes. quick. Yes. Um, so I, like I think it's great that um, I think all consoles should have this option. But you know, it, the way that this works is uh, the actual developer for each game has to allow it, so they have to activate it for that particular game for it to work. Now um, I think they're doing this mainly for like RTS games and things like that. Um, so I, but I will say. They probably like they probably won't activate this in competitive shooter games because it will be like you don't understand how much of a disadvantage it is for a keyboard and mouse player to play against a controller player. Like it's a huge disadvantage for the controller player just because of the way you can move your mouse compared to how you move the analog sticks. Like it's a lot quicker to move a mouse, you know. Like it's the, so you can have incredible like aim. Uh, you like somebody could be giving you crazy headshots like all the time like and you're just you know the the, the analog stick is a lot slower than the mouse so uh, and it's a lot more restricted to the movement and stuff so uh, i don't think they'll allow this for every game um you know and because i you know i play a lot of overwatch and stuff like that and in theory it would be great to be able to cross play you know pc to console or whatever or, or or even just play mouse and keyboard on, on the console version but it just wouldn't be fair so and that would probably ruin the fun for a lot of people so um you know uh th those people who are excited for it you know it's, it's great that it's there now that it's an option but i don't expect a lot of uh developers to allow the option on, on console 
So, but it, it's going to be great for for stuff like RTS games on because we need. I, I think we need more strategy games and stuff like that on console. So uh, the fact that they have this means that developers can start to put more of those games on the system. So, so that's good. Yeah, I I I, I agree. I, I do want to make a statement that might be uh, considered a little controversial. Um, I I am very respectful of PC players. Um, I would hope that in the future I will also be getting a gaming PC. Although considering what happened today, this makes me a little hesitant with with Windows. So we'll have to see about that. But I, I will say this: um, with all due respect to PC players, I I, I just I feel I, I prefer a controller, the Xbox controller or whatever. I just prefer a controller instead of the keyboard and mouse. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Edward because I know he made mention of he doesn't like how people play on PC. So even though he is happy that this feature is coming to Xbox, we already know he will not be playing on keyboard and mouse. And yeah. that's, that's what it is. It's all about a preference. Uh, so I, I can respect Microsoft allowing this and giving more options to players. But I definitely will not be using this this feature at all, 100%. I prefer the Xbox One controller, so I, I'll stick to the controller. But uh, yeah, and, go- and uh, there's another thing as well, like because there's a huge misconception that you know on PC you just play with the mouse and keyboard, but you can use an Xbox controller on 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 you know PC. And there's actually games that I would rather play with the controller on PC, like um, they're you know uh, third person games mainly, and like certain RPGs and stuff. I would rather use the controller to play it. Than keyboard and mouse but um you know for shooters and stuff like that i'm always using keyboard and mouse but there are certain games that just are you know they're, they're meant to be played with a controller it feels like you know because when you have games that have a lot of like buttons and options and stuff that you have to do like menus and things like that um it's, it's just easier you know to use a controller because you, you just got everything right there in your hand uh, whereas with the keyboard, you have to like reach for different buttons and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, like you know, you it's there's options available to everyone. Like, so you can get a PC and only use a controller if you want to. You know, um, so I, I think that's a a big misconception to some people. Like, they feel like it, it's too much of a barrier to learn how to play with keyboard and mouse and stuff. But you don't have to. You know, there's actually people who play Overwatch on PC with a controller. And I'm sure they get murked a lot of the time, but you know that is that the option is is available to you if you want to do it. So, and I'm actually um, in the market for a new Xbox controller myself because I don't have the new uh, I don't have the new Xbox One version. I've got I'm still using a 360 controller, so I'm I'm going to be buying a new uh, Xbox controller soon. You know the Xbox One version. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's great to give people options. I, I'm, I'm, just, I, I, I applaud them for doing that. I, I do think this particular feature should have came a lot sooner than now. Like when they first announced that all of their games would also be playable on Windows 10, that is possibly when they should have had this announcement. Where oh yeah, and you can use keyboard and mouse on on your Xbox as well. Now I think that was is when they should have made this announcement. But uh. I mean, better late than never, and it's always good to give people multiple ways to play a game, so I, I don't have any problem with the announcement. Um, but uh, I just know, for me personally, I will not be 
I will not be playing any any game on Xbox uh, that way. I'll stick with the controller because, yeah, I can do a lot with the controller. I don't have to worry about pressing all these different buttons and then using the mouse. It's too much. But uh, I definitely respect those that prefer keyboard and mouse. So it is what it is. But uh, any final thoughts before we move on to the next topic? Uh, No, that's it for that topic. Okay, so this is where the controversy comes in, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, make sure you uh, fasten your seatbelts. We need to talk about this major news story this week regarding Sony now allowing cross-platform play with Xbox One and Nintendo Switch for Fortnite. So I do have some things I would like to say on this, but I'm going to go to you first, Gary. Uh, to get your thoughts on this because we knew that this was a, a lot of pressure behind Sony to do this so now that they've done it what are your thoughts on how this situation unfolded yeah um now like with me I, I a lot of times I look on things in in different layers like I, I look at it from from multiple sides so uh you know there, there there's certain things I agree with Sony and certain I, I can see why fortnite players want to crossplay, and i fully understand it and i i think you know crossplay should be a normal thing myself but at the same time like if i'm sony and i have my own business my own platform my own ecosystem i don't want my users to go outside of the ecosystem so i understand sony's standpoint on it you know but i think with a game like fortnite is so big to the culture now like it's is is outside of just gaming culture like there's people on the street know what fortnite is you know like everybody knows fortnite now so it's like this is an anomaly at this point like everybody knows what fortnite is it's, it's, a, it's a huge deal so i think for this game in particular you just have to give in you know you have to allow crossplay for this game but i don't think sony should allow crossplay for every game though because i mean this is business like you know it's I understand Sony's standpoint. Like, business is business. You want people on your platform. You want them to buy into your platform and your experience. You want people, you know, you want you want uh, your own gamers to play with with other people who've got the console. You want your the people who buy your console to persuade their friends to buy the console and, and play together on your platform. So I understand that. But yeah, I mean, for uh, the one thing I will say is that for uh even if you don't allow crossplay on every game if there are games like for example overwatch where it's on multiple platforms you should allow you know uh the you should allow people to have the same account so like use the same account across all devices they should allow that at least you know so if you bought a load of skins and stuff on overwatch or if you bought a lot of content on Fortnite or whatever, you, they should allow you to use this that same account, so you still have all all your you know all your uh, skins or whatever it is, the cosmetics that you buy and stuff. They should at least allow that, even if they don't allow you to actually play with people on the other consoles. But you know, I don't think they have to have cross-play, you know, cross-platform play for every game. But 
with Fortnite, they had to. They had to give in. They just had to because the game is so big, it's so popular. Like I watch hip hop shows, like Everyday Struggle and stuff like that, and they're talking about Fortnite on on that show. You know, like so everybody knows what Fortnite is. Like it, it's it's bigger than gaming at this point. So you kind of have to, you know, allow that crossplay to happen because every other platform is doing it and you're just you know you're the the odd one out so it looks bad on their their part so they had to give in but what's your thoughts rich yeah i i just I, well i want to say this um i did see that we did have a we did have someone uh making some comments in the actual chat saying that sony was always the Fortnite situation they were pressured into this because you got to look at how everything unfolded you had microsoft and nintendo talking about they enjoyed working with each other they made it very clear that they had this on their platform you've had interviews with phil spencer saying i wish that cross-platform was something that everybody was actually doing because at the time sony had sony at that point sony they tried to avoid this this whole thing but eventually they did have to give in because a lot of people just wanted to know what's going on with this uh now i will admit right now that i'm not a i'm not i'm not a fortnite fan you know i played the game when it first came out back in you know uh, you know last year before it, it, it even had the battle royale feature um and i thought the game was okay i didn't really understand you know the fascination for it but obviously ever since they've added the battle royale feature you know a lot of people love the game and this is the phenomenon now same thing with PUBG. it's going to be in call of duty black ops 4 battlefield etc etc so a lot of people love this feature um i just you know i'm not really someone that's always going to follow a crowd because they love something I, I just don't really like it too much so in regards to this situation i understand sony eventually making the decision to to do this because they figured they had to do it they felt some pressure on them um i do agree, agree with what you said gary that they should not make every game uh cross play cross platform or what have you that no no I, I definitely don't think they need to open this up for every single game the one thing i did want to mention and i find it very funny is that people like bethesda you know bethesda had made that statement before about they wish that PlayStation 4 was cross-platform because it will be an excellent thing to have for Fallout 76. Then this very same week, Bethesda comes out and says Fallout 76 is not going to have that feature at all. So I find it funny that they made that statement and then all of a sudden, you know, because when Bethesda initially made the statement, I, I, I thought, oh, well, now the pressure is definitely on Sony because you're not having a small developer talk about we need to have this feature in PlayStation 4. So I figure once Bethesda said that, oh, that definitely put a lot of pressure on PlayStation. They Then they decided to do it. And then Bethesda comes out and says, no, we can't do that. And I just saw a story published today in which Activision also said, well, we, we, we definitely, it's going to take us some time before we are able to, 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 to also do this for our games as well. So... I find it interesting how, you know, once Sony finally did say, yes, we'll go, we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll do it for Fortnite, that some of the people that have been, some of these companies that have been wanting to see this happen, 
uh, now they've taken a bit of a step back and they said, well, we need a little bit more time to get ourselves in order. So I, I thought that was a little hilarious to see that. But, yeah. uh, you know, with, with all that said, though, I mean, it's, it is great. It's great for everybody that wants to be able to play with friends who have other consoles. I think we can all agree it's great for gamers to be able to play with everybody. It's, 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 I mean, this is a community after all, and everybody should be allowed to play with whoever they want to play with. So I, I applaud that. Just, uh, I'm curious to see where it goes from here because I did have a conversation with Tony Polanco about this after this announcement was made. And I said, well, how long is it going to be before people start complaining about other games that don't have this feature? Such as, you know, ah, okay, there you go. I see that. Such as, uh, Rocket League. You know, they haven't really announced anything for that yet. So I could only assume that while people are happy that now it, it, there is cross-platform with Fortnite, I want to know how long is it going to be before gamers start complaining, well, why isn't this feature in, 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 in other titles? And then at that point, Sony's going to have to consider whether or not that's something that makes sense for them to do for whatever particular game it is. But I do think that it is good, once again, for everybody to be able to play with each other. That's awesome. But I do think that now that Sony has said, yes, we'll do this, this is going to, to get a little a little, uh, a little little uh, crazy with some of the requests because I'm pretty sure there are going to be other people that will request what other games can we have this feature on. I'm pretty sure that's already starting right now. So I hope they are prepared to deal with that. But um, th This news definitely opened the floodgates and now you're going to see a ton of like developers and you know, uh, people demanding other games that should be crossplay now. Like this is this is going to be an ongoing thing now. Now that you've given in and and allowed it for Fortnite, it, it's going to have a domino effect. And you know, all these other big games, people are going to want crossplay on, on those games now. So Sony better be ready, you know, because um, the, the demands are going to be high. And I will say for those other developers like Activision and uh, Bethesda. I don't think this is this probably isn't like an overnight thing that they can just activate. They probably do need to add like a lot of uh codes and and testing and things like that to to make it work smooth. Uh but I mean once now that they're allowing it for Fortnite, I'm sure, you know. I'm sure there's going to be some sort of infrastructure there that makes it easier. So. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I mean, I would imagine that, you know, hopefully by next year and of course next generation that this might become something where it's definitely going to be a feature that everybody will be using or they will at least have an option to use. Um, I, I again, I just find it funny how you know Bethesda, you know Pete Hines, they, you know, they they were saying that they really wanted to do crossplay with Sony, but Sony didn't allow them. So now that Sony says yes to Fortnite, now they back out and say. Fallout 76 would not have this, so I thought that was interesting. I mean, I, I really, I really was taken aback by, by that announcement, but uh, I definitely expect Bethesda to figure out how to do this and have it in their games, since they were among one of the first studios to say that this needed to happen. So we'll see what the future looks like, but uh, at least we know this fall, Fortnite 76. I'm going to say uh, Fallout 76. And uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, they, this option will not be even something that you can even do. So we'll see what happens, though, after that. Yeah, we'll see. 
Yes. So, uh, any other thoughts before we get to the uh, major developing story? Yeah, let's, today? Uh, let's get to the big news, man. <laughs> we're, we're gonna upset some people here. All right, so I, I want to take a minute to give a quick shout out to Mr. Jake James Lugo. I know he is unable to be on today's show, but he did send me a message that I saw right before we started recording. And then, of course, I did see the news story circulating, uh, you know, on PlayStation. And that is that Sean Layton announced that there will be no PSX this year. Now, normally PSX is announced uh, well before this time. So it definitely was suspicious for us to get this confirmation today. Um, but we definitely have to talk about this because as I, as you know, I mentioned earlier, you know, with Microsoft having this conference in November, this is great because it now puts attention on Microsoft for the for, for you know in terms of what they have coming next. In regards to Sony not having their show, a lot of people have been looking forward to this show. But with all due respect, I, I do have some things to say on this. But I'm gonna go to you first, Gary, because uh, I know you said that you have a lot to say on this. So the floor is now yours. <laughs> yeah. Um, now. Before before I go into this, I just want to say, you know, 2017 was a great year for PlayStation. But <laughs> uh, before that year, I was, you know, I was, I was I was a little disappointed. But 2017 came and and Sony delivered. It was an amazing year, you know. This year, you know, they they continued to to to, to drop some things. God of War, Detroit, you know, uh, we, we we got we got some Spider Man. We got some good stuff, you know, this year. But now, uh, leading into to 2019, uh, I have to say the well is starting to dry up a little bit for Sony, um, and uh, I think that's you know it's, it's kind of showing in the in these most recent actions. Now, if you go back to E3 2018, that that uh, you know that that showing was a, a little questionable. There, you know, you had people walking to different locations and stuff like filling up time you know dead space at the at the conference and everything um so yeah it was a bit shaky you know uh they they, they showed like a total of six games or something like that you know um and some of those games aren't you know exclusive so yeah uh it, 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 i think it's starting to look a bit shaky and i think they're just shifting direction now um i think they're looking towards the future and P- ps5 at this point now we know that we have Days Gone to come. We have Death Stranding, and uh, what, what's the other game? Um, uh, there's another game. Oh man, Gary, you, you're missing the most important game. The fans are going to be very angry. The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, that's it. Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> there's, there's still th- big th- three big games coming, like three big exclusives that we know of, and Ghost of Tsushima as well. That's another one. So there's four games there that we know are coming, and I really think that's all they have in the pipeline. To be honest, like I think that's it, you know. And they've shown those games, like, and Kojima's probably, you know, he's probably getting lost in his development cycle and trying to figure out, you know, how to present this game to the world again, you know, because people are still confused. Um, so he probably doesn't have anything new to show. Um, so I, I just think, you know, they don't have anything else to show right now. Uh, and those games that you know we know of, that that's pretty much that's all that's that's what's on the cards right now. Um, 
and they're not ready to show anything new yet. So I, I think that's really all they have, you know, to be honest with you. Um, we know there's a few third-party games like uh, Shenmue 3 and Final Fantasy, but these are games that are probably going to end up on Xbox 2 at some point. So, um, you know, you can't really call those true exclusives, you know. So I just think the well is drying up, to be honest. I mean, we, we heard news earlier this year that they're already working on PS5 and you know it, it, what were they saying like 2022 or something like that or they're they're ready they're ready to release it so i yeah. I, I i i i i never heard that date but uh we'll see about that yeah i, I can't remember what uh the date was but they were saying it was kind of close like you know that they were saying the ps4 is winding down you know it's coming to 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 the end of its life and i think that's what's going on here you know they're just like you know what? We we don't really have much to show right here. Like we we've, we've kind of shown trailers for these games already, so let's just cancel this event. Like we don't we don't have anything. And I mean, look at look at what they did last year. They had a talk show. You know, they had a talk show on stage, like a chat show, like Doctor Phil or something. Like that. That's what they did. So I just feel like you know they don't know what they're doing right now. They don't have much going on. So it's like you know, let's just not do this event. You know, we we don't have much else to show. So. That's really what what I think it is. So let, let me just start off by saying, just so people know, uh, this particular conversation wasn't scripted, so I didn't know what Gary was going to say at all when he was going to talk about this topic today, just so people know in advance. I actually have a couple of different thoughts on, on, on the subject, um, so we'll see which direction the conversation goes in uh, from here. But uh, in, in regards to them deciding not to have PSX, I actually don't think it was a bad decision to not have it because they have, for the most part, they've showed a lot of, you know, every single year they've shown, they try to go all out with showing a lot of stuff. I know the E3 that we missed where they show Final Fantasy VII Remastered uh, and, you know, the last, the last Guardian, you know, people still talk about that show. And then, of course... To be at some of these shows because you was there uh not this year but the previous year you was there with me at e3 and to actually be in the building watching their sony conference when you see what they did as far as putting on a show it absolutely is, was fantastic and i believe that was the show where they revealed god of war uh we were there in their front row with hip-hop gamer and a whole bunch of our other close friends shout out to reggie aka weapon x so that was a great experience um so when I heard this news today about them not having PSX, I thought to myself, this isn't bad because, in my opinion, they've done a great job of what they've re released this year. You know, Detroit was a good game. I know some people will look at me and be like, oh, man, you, you have horrible taste in games. But no, I enjoyed the game. Um, God of War, that's a game that's going to be in the discussion for Game of the Year. I'm pretty sure of that. And I haven't even finished God of War yet. Um, and then, of course, Spider-Man. And the fact that they have three DLCs coming for Spider-Man October, November, and December. So people will still be playing that game, or they may get a chance to go back to it. I mean, I don't know how they're going to make time for it in October, but they'll definitely go back and check it out uh, for the rest of the year because there's going to be DLC to keep that that going. Um, but with that said, yeah, they, they, they definitely, I fully believe when they say they don't have anything else to show because, I mean, you, you, you show, you, they've showed a ton of stuff. Now let's have a fair, a fair conversation about what uh, what we have seen. 
I am absolutely not impressed with anything that I've seen from Death Stranding. Kojima, I, I, I know no information about this game other than the footage that I've seen. And I do think that that game could very well be disappointing. You know, I ask myself, is this about Kojima as, as you know, people are really getting enamored with him as a creator? And they then they just think it's going to be amazing. I mean, and I think that a lot of people are going to feel that way. But what I've seen so far of the game, I am absolutely not impressed whatsoever. Um, the Last of Us Part Two, that's probably coming out next year, uh, I would assume, or it may be coming out, you know, closer to when PS Five comes out. Who knows? But um, yeah, that game is going to be great. We know Naughty Dog; they always put out great games, so that's going to be good. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima, that's another game. Looks fantastic. That's probably the game that I'm most interested in from Sony. So, obviously, the devs need to work on these games. So, they, they can't really show too much more of this stuff because they showed a lot so far. And with Death Stranding, I mean, all I've seen is cinematic footage. I haven't seen any gameplay yet that actually looks interesting. So, I'm not really sold on that. Uh, I will say one good thing. Like, there's only one good thing i have to say about death stranding so far and that's the the the, the short teaser with troy baker yeah that that did a lot more than any other uh, any other previous footage shown like to, to <laughs> get me excited for the game because you know now it's yeah. like you know you have some kind of interesting villain type character so that got me kind of like a little tiny bit interested but Beyond that, like I'm, I'm just not interested at all. I, so you know, I, I, I believe Tony also said the same that that made him interested. But uh, we still need to see something for this game. I, I, I don't know what the hell this game is supposed to be. Um, so Kojima has a lot more to explain with that title, and and when you think about the fact that he says it's going to release, you know, I mean, there's no really hard release date. He did announce that you know it, it might might be out next year. Who knows? But the fact that you know, w w with a lot of these games, you know, when we went to E3, I thought we were going to get some release dates for Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us. We didn't get none of that information. So I, I think when you think about it, yeah, they they're going to definitely hold on to those. They're not going to announce because obviously if you show a game too early and then it's not coming out for maybe two or three years, Sony already said they didn't want to do that no more. However, with Death Stranding, we've seen that a, a lot of that. So... Who knows what's going to happen with that. But the point that I'm getting to here is I do think you made good points about Sony's definitely getting ready for next gen. Uh, although I, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. And I don't think that them not having PSX is I, I'm totally fine with that because I think they, in terms of what they've done so far with their lineup this year, they've done a great job with the games they have released. Uh, is Detroit Become Human a game for everybody? Absolutely not. Everybody will not play that game, and I'm pretty sure there's a, a couple people out there, more than a couple people out there, that were like, "This game is trash." We do, we do know one person that did say it is trash, but uh, this person also said they don't have a PlayStation Four, so I don't listen to anything that they have to say. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think in terms of what they have released this year for software, I, I think I have to give them a pass. So if they don't want to have PSX, that's fine with me. We know that Days Gone is dropping in February. So I, maybe we'll get another trailer, another some type of other footage for that before the game drops. That's fine with me, but I, I think the, the, the devs do need time to work on these games. So I would if I, I would much rather they not show anything, and then they show something that is close to being done or release it. So I, I'm fine with that. But 
I do think you made good points about them getting ready for PlayStation 5. So, um, they don't really have too much that they need to show. But, um, yeah, I mean, they, we know they have games coming. Obviously, what I do find interesting is that there's, a, you know, they kept making statements about there's other games that we haven't shown yet. Because we've seen that statement in the past where they said we do have other titles being developed for PlayStation 4 that we haven't revealed yet. That That is why I would think, well, yeah, you, you could reveal that at PSX, but that tells me that either those games are too early in development or they may not be coming out on this, you know, this generation anymore. I mean, who knows? And then the other game, which I do know you are looking forward to, Gary, Dreams. What the hell is going on with that game? Oh, no, like that. Okay, <laughs> you know what? Like, they, they, like, okay, so Xbox has cracked down and Sony has Dreams. Like, they cancel each other out, those two games. <laughs> so. so, there you go. But yeah, um, I, I think it's good that they didn't have PSX because, like, I, I don't want to see, like, another. 20 minute segment of people walking to another building and and you know they haven't, <laughs> yeah. they haven't got anything to show so i you know yeah. I, I i i will admit that that experience was was very weird you know and i understand why they did it obviously when, when they opened up that particular show and it was pretty much the same church and the setting is exactly the same as last of us okay i understand for the dramatic effect okay that's fine but my whole issue with that is that if if it was going to be something where they had a special setting for every game, well, perhaps we should have went to four different settings and not just that setting and then the other one, which was the theater where we sat down and saw Ghost of Tsushima. Because after we left, a after that presentation, we walked outside. They had a little New York City, uh, you know, like a, a New York City setting for you to walk in for Spider-Man, obviously. And I guess that was what they equated to being how they were going to show stuff. And then they had something for Death Stranding, which was just like a little booth area. But that was it. So I feel like if you're going to have these experiences where you have these little special installations where people have to walk through, you should make that for every single game, especially the four games that you said we're going to talk about at the show, these four major titles. They should have had an installation for every single one of those and had us walk through that in that case. But no, go ahead. Wait, so you actually wanted to walk that much? Like, would you, wouldn't you got tired or something? Oh, well, 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 hey, 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 this is a new concept. You know, it's, it's, it's good to get some exercise, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure, no, everybody definitely would not have wanted to walk. Um, but all I'm saying is if, if they were going to take that approach, though, they should have just did it the whole way through. Don't do it just for Last of Us. And, and then you go to the auditorium and that's it. Have this be something for all of the games. The, all of the four games you were going to show. And then if you want us to go to the auditorium to watch whatever the other stuff is they were going to show, that's fine. But I just think uh, they tried to do something different. And some people liked it. Others didn't like it. But uh, I do give them some points for creativity. But um, they got they got, they to change it up, I think, next time. Um and make a commitment to one way or the other. Because I would have preferred if it was just going to be us going into a theater and sitting down, similar to how it was last year. I would have been fine with that. I wouldn't I wouldn't have needed to walk anywhere. But again, I just hope that in the future they have an idea set in stone. They fully commit to that idea and it's consistent throughout. Because it did feel inconsistent to walk to that 
that little crowded area for Last of Us and then to walk to that auditorium and sit down. That, that was a little, you know, I didn't like that too much. But uh, yeah. uh, I think what it was is uh, at those two, uh, at those last two E3s I was at, which was 2016 and 2017, mm-hmm. uh, Sony kind of like, they set a new kind of uh, pace where for, for their, uh, you know, conferences where it was just games back to back to back games you know like that was it and then i think what happened is like this year microsoft did that you know they had back to back to back games pretty much and you yep. know they had a short segment of uh phil spencer talking but it for the most part it was back to back to back games so they took that formula and i think sony just wanted to do something different you know they wanted to because they knew that now that was the standard that they set they wanted to do something completely different and i think that's what they were trying to do but it it kind of backfired a little bit so yeah that, 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 that's exactly what it was um but you know again i i don't i don't uh i mean just the whole psx thing i, I don't have an issue with them not having that show i know there's probably some people that are angry disappointed but and quite honestly and, and no offense to those people but i think they should be a bit more understanding of the brand and the fact that it takes time for them to finish the stuff that they need to work on. I would much rather they finish uh, The Last of Us Part 2, they finish uh, Ghost of Tsushima, and they finish Death Stranding, even though I don't think that's going to be a great game. I would much rather they finish all this stuff and then announce a release date and and, and reveal that rather than have a conference and we see the exact same footage that we've already seen at Gamescom or E3. I mean, I think I think it makes more sense to do it this way. And again, in terms of the software, I think they've done a, a pretty good job this year in terms of having the amount of games they did have. So I, I, I'm not um, I'm not in any way I don't feel slighted that they didn't have the show. Um, I'm pretty sure that the next time they have PSX, they'll make up for that and it'll be a far better show because they'll have a lot more to show. But yeah, I'm I'm totally fine with them not having the show, and and I do agree with what you said, Gary. Uh, definitely getting ready for next generation Microsoft as well, because we know they made that announcement at E3 at the end. Oh yeah, whatever we're working on next, what Phil Spencer mentioned. So you already know all these people are looking for looking to next gen already. Uh, Nintendo, I don't think so because Switch is you know still not it hasn't been out that for for, for that long, so. But, but Sony and Microsoft definitely looking towards the future. So um, I'm totally fine with this approach. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo, I mean, they ain't even got to rush to a next generation. Like, you know, like the 3DS lasted a long time. And it seems like uh, the Switch is now that replacing that, you know. So um, I agree. And the, the, I think this could last like years, you know. So if it continues to sell, then they're just going to grind out, you know, the Switch and then. Maybe maybe they'll make different versions, different updated versions and stuff. But uh, I don't think technology-wise, I don't think we're going to see a huge jump. So, well, I, I agree. And then they're also getting the third-party support on, on, on the console now too. So yeah, they're, they're not they're not going nowhere. That switch will be around for a while, like you said. Probably be some revisions, but that's going to be here for a while. But but in terms of Sony and, and, and Microsoft, though, yeah, they're definitely working on the next-gen consoles and um. Like I said, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see what Sony's plans are. Since they didn't, now obviously, since they didn't have PSX, it's, 
it's uh, going to be some questions as to what they have coming next. But again, we already know that Def that uh, that Days Gone is coming. I believe it's February twenty second. So you know that's coming. That's that's fine. And uh, beyond that, I'm pretty sure they'll reveal more information whenever they feel they are able to, and the timing is right. But uh, no PSX. I say no problem. In my personal opinion, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm curious to hear what everyone else has to say. Uh, who's either watching the show now or they, they, you know, they'll watch it later. I'm very curious to hear what their opinions are on PSX as well as everything else that we've been discussing. Yeah, uh, I mean, it seems like a lot of people are fine with it. You know, Reggie shouts to Reggie. He, he's, oh, he's, he's okay. Shout out to Reggie. It. So, yeah, people people seem to be okay with it, but. I mean, I, I'm okay with it too. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't have a problem with there not being PSX. I'm just, you know, basically saying my theory and what I think it means. That's all. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like I said, uh, if you want to talk about in terms of the games they had this year, I mean, I've already said that they've had some great games. You know, are the games for everybody? Absolutely not. But that Spider-Man game. You know that 3.3 million, which I'm pretty sure that number is going to be significantly higher by the time we get to MPD numbers and we talk about that for September. Um, it's a quality product. A lot of people wanted that game. A lot of people picked up that console. So, I mean, I don't think they really need to really do anything. And then, of course, December they're releasing the PlayStation Classic. So, people that's already sold out a couple of places, according to the comment that we received. Uh, so, um, I don't really feel like Sony really needs to do anything else at this moment in time. So, no PSX is fine. Let's just see what they have planned for next year. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, any uh, final thoughts on this topic before we move on? Uh, I mean, that, that's pretty much it. I mean, I can't wait to see what Sony does next year, though. But, yeah, um, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, cool. So, uh, is there anything that you wanted to address or discuss before we get ready to wrap up uh, today's show? Uh, n not really. Uh, yeah, not really. I'm good. Okay. okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, so I do believe that that, uh, that pretty much covers all the topics we, we were planning to discuss today. There was a little new stuff here or there. I don't really think it's major 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 new stuff at the moment um it feels like everybody is gearing up for october because it's going to be a very busy month for us pretty sure it's going to be a very busy month for gamers as well so stay tuned for that um i did want to make a quick announcement and let everybody know you know obviously i haven't really been active on twitter uh because i've been my schedule has been pretty pretty hectic this whole week but uh we are doing a giveaway for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, the giveaway form is currently on the website right now. So um, if you are interested in a chance to win the game, then uh, you definitely should fill out that form. It is a very secure form. So you don't have to worry about anything uh, getting misplaced, unlike Facebook. Um, but yeah, fill out that form. And we are going to be announcing a winner on next week's co-op. Uh, the contest will end on Thursday, so you'll be notified Thursday, and you will be receiving the game on a platform of your choice, uh, I want to say, the following day. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we are going to be doing another giveaway um, in October. 
for another major game. I'll let you guys guess what game that is, but I'm pretty sure everybody knows what game that's going to be. Um, we'll announce and talk about that in more detail next Friday, so stay tuned for that. Um, but that concludes our show for today. I want to give a couple of quick shout-outs before I give the mic over to Gary. Definitely want to give a shout-out to all the Patreon supporters, as well as everybody watching the show live or if you're watching it later. We appreciate your continued support, uh, as always. Um, give a shout-out to Mr. Jake James Lugo. He has a opinion editorial currently on the website that I definitely think people should check out. Very interesting, insightful information, as always. Um, we do have quite a bit of reviews dropping next week. As I already said, I'm working on my Forza Horizon 4 review right now. That'll be out next week. Uh, Tatiana's actually reviewing Life is Strange Season 2, so she'll have her review out as well in the future. Uh, and of course, Mr. Lugo is working on a review of another game that also is dropping next week. Um, I'll let you take a guess as to what that game is. Just have a look at the calendar of releases to see which games are actually coming out, and you'll probably figure it out. But um, definitely stay tuned. And also, we are going to have a review for Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey. Um, well, I you know that might be done by next week, but stay tuned. We'll, we'll talk about that later because it's a massive game. It takes a while to get through it, but um. Definitely stay tuned for that as well as all the other stuff that we're working on because we have a, quite a bit of projects that you're going to start to see more of on the website. So stay tuned for that. And uh, I'm going to now give the mic over to you, Gary, for shout outs. Yep. So, uh, of course, big shouts to all of our Patreon supporters, M. Collins, Mauricio Aguilar, Himdil, Fergus Mills, Miguel, Antonio Rogers, and Sean Gorety. Uh, we appreciate all your continued support and you guys are you know automatically entered into all of our giveaways so you know uh you're already in there um and big shouts to the, the the people that joined us in the chat today you know big shouts to reggie who's always you know he's been supporting us for years um and christopher uh heart or heart i guess um sorry for butchering that but yeah shouts to you and shouts to uh, Robin Mage as well. So yeah, big shouts for for, for joining in the, the live chat and everything. Uh, and I want to shout out the whole coalition staff. You know, uh, Dana, Tatiana, JJ, Tony. You know, uh, Max, you know, Richard, of course, Nash. You know, everyone who contributes and is is on the staff and and active and everything. So big shouts to all you guys. Um, and uh, that's pretty much it. Absolutely. And I also will give a shout out to Dana. Uh, we do have something we are working on. You will learn more about that soon. So stay tuned for that. But um, that concludes our show for today. Hope that you all have a great weekend and we will talk to you all next week. Peace.